We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Wow, three seconds on the clock. Describe the defense on that last possession. Uh, I mean, basically, you just can't let them get three off. Um, don't overhelp. And, uh, but I'm just happy that we just came out with a win, man. Uh, we, we fought, we battled. We got to make some free throws. We got to make some free throws, but I mean, we fought, we battled, we got to keep going. Mikel Bridges recently described you as one of the best one-on-one players in the game. We saw a lot of that from you tonight. What do you like about the intensity of those moments? Um, my, my teammates trust me. The coaching staff trust me. Um, I've worked on my game since I was a baby. And um, the same way I played when I was 10, it's the same way I play now. So um, it's uh, nothing's different. I just have a lot of confidence, and so is my teammates. Okay, here we go. My favorite part of every postgame. It's what you all came for. Updated stats. The Knicks are still 10th in offense. They are now 9th in defense. Here's a big one. They are tied with Phoenix for the 7th best net rating in the freaking NBA. I, I, I harp on this stuff. I harp on it because I believe it matters. Um, now, context, context. The top f- six teams in the NBA, which I think um, minus a team or two, are like they're they're. All, I mean, they're, there's there's some other teams who should be in this group that have had like funky years, but like the top six via net rating are all between five point five and four point two. And then there's a major drop off, and the next two teams are Phoenix and New York at 2.6. And then behind them are a bunch of teams who are also very, very good and are right there Dallas 2.2, Denver 2.1, Milwaukee 1.9. And then you get down into the teams who are like in the next tier Sacramento 1.1, Utah 0.9, Portland 0.9. And then you got, you know, some, some negatives there. Um, but like, to say that there's like a team, there are six top teams in terms of overall performance on the year, Boston, Cleveland, Memphis, New Orleans, Brooklyn, Philly. And then to say the Knicks are part of like the next five with Phoenix, Dallas, Denver, and Milwaukee. Are the Knicks actually as good as any of those teams when healthy? Of course not. But the fact that the Knicks have the same net rating essentially, or in the same net rating group as those five, and those five teams employ, respectively, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Giannis fucking Antetokounmpo. The Knicks are in that group with those teams. 
in terms of the the stat that matters the most when you're assessing how good an NBA team actually is, like that, someone deserves praise here. That's <laughs> praise whoever you want. Someone deserves praise, and it, it's hard to it's hard to fault them for too much with that sort of profile. That's all I'm saying. Um, Robert Cross gets us started off the um, with the first post stats update super chat of the show. It's your boy, John. How do you see OB and RJ coming back into the rotation? It feels like a real challenge. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. I don't think it's a challenge at all. I don't think it's a challenge one bit. I mean, right now they are pushing Julius Randle over 40 minutes a night. They are pushing Jalen Brunson over 40 minutes a night. They are pushing Emmanuel quickly to 46 minutes. Excuse me. I thought he was 44. 46 fucking minutes for Emmanuel quickly in a regulation game. I'm pretty sure that might tie RJ's season high for most minutes in a regulation game by anyone in the NBA this year. I'll look that up afterwards. Pretty sure it does. Um, Grimes, 37 minutes. Like All of these guys are playing too many minutes. RJ will come back. He will not only replace Evan Fournier's minutes, but he will reduce the minutes of all of these other guys. Because once RJ's back, he mans the second unit along with quickly. Like everybody goes down. Quickly's minutes will probably go down the most. But like that's not going to be an issue at all. And then, you know, Obi Toppin. I mean, even if he just takes Sims minutes, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, I know a lot of us would rather he take Hartenstein's minutes. Uh, it, you know, w- w- it's going to be one of those. And, you know, Sims has been playing whatever it is, 11, 12, 13 minutes a game. It's probably when you get what you're going to get from Obi for a little while. I don't think it's that hard. Might be annoying not to see Sims anymore, but it's not that hard. Uh, Gbo, as much as you maligned him, this team needs RJ 100%. I mean, look, I, in fairness, I've come around on RJ since I killed him earlier in the year, and I killed him earlier in the year because I truly believed that he was the most detrimental high-volume player in the league for about the first month of the season. I believe that, and I don't think I was necessarily wrong. He completely turned around his year. Completely and totally turned around his year to the point where for as much as I there's a part of me that is still very intrigued by like quickly with the starters, RJ with the bench, like the team needs RJ Barrett. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And like to go against the, the, the quickly with the, with the starters thing, Brunson and Randall are, are obviously great at what they are great at. Man, some, there is a sound system driving by in my apartment right now. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Um, but there is something to, I think, how much the offense gets that much more of a pain in the ass to deal with when you, in addition to Brunson doing Brunson things and Randall doing Randall things, when you have RJ driving, you know, a dozen times a game. And just putting all that pressure on the defense, not only with his attempts at the rim, which are getting better and better and better, but with the lobs to Mitch. He helps actualize Mitch. And that's a big thing. 
Now, if he could take his playmaking up another notch, then we'll really be in business. But I think we're getting there. Um, yeah, here we go. So the two highest minute totals played in the NBA this season have been by in a regulation game have been by Knicks. RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, both at 46 minutes. Um, Grant Williams, 45 minutes is the next closest. But yeah, more more proof they need RJ. Forgotten NYC, elite tanking move by Sohan there. Woo! Yeah, I'm not complaining. Not complaining at all. I'll take it. Take the W. Don't give away any W's. Don't feel bad about any W's. Not doing that. Um, thanks, Forgotten. Appreciate it. Busy with another one. Do you think Brunson's sitting out a few games? You bringing up something we talked about, I think, on the playback. And and uh, Benji, again, I, all, all the credit in the world to Benji. Benji has like a dozen great points every day uh, between Twitter and the pod and playback. Um, do we think Brunson sitting out a few games helped uh, IQ's offense get going? Oh, I actually thought you were going a different direction. I thought you were going to say help Brunson kind of recharge a little bit. Um, did it help uh, Emmanuel Quickly's offense get going? Maybe a little bit. I think the turnaround for him started before Brunson went out, but that's a... You might be onto something there. Uh, do you think Julius Randle should do the same thing for one game to get him some rest and to get Obi going? Busy? There is zero chance a healthy Julius Randle is going to sit out a game until we get to the end of the year and they have their playoff spot locked up. And even then, even them play in spot, playoff spot, whatever. Even then, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, who knows? Robert Cross, uh, first time, long time, John. I would like to note that Sims was instrumental on the defensive end in key spots in the second hash, ha- half. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, he was very good in in several key spots. He also had, you know, some moments that were not as good. I think he was very good. Um, he's not getting one of my stars of the game. It's going to be Brunson first. Um, probably Randall second, despite some of the not so great stuff. And then um, probably going quickly third, but Sims would be fourth, probably pretty comfortably. Although Grimes had a nice game too. <laughs> Um, Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? To be clear, my gummy's comments are meant to be complimentary. I'm glad you clarified. He's not perfect, far from it, but he's been uh, a weirdo. But he's had a weirdo. He's been a weirdo this season, and I'm here for it. Talking about Tibbs. Um, I think he's done a lot of good things. I think he's done a lot of good things. And again, I just... It's oversimplistic, but sometimes I don't think there's a problem with being oversimplistic, overly simplistic. They're tied for the seventh best net rating in the league. I I, I don't know how uh, with uh, with a team that you know maybe these rankings change now, but like preseason, every NBA site, every, the whole, you know, whether the ringer, ASPN, Bleacher Report, any, any of these places said that this player, this team did not have a top 40 player on the roster, you know, and they're, they're seventh in net rating. That's, I, I, 
I, I, I don't I don't know what that is if not proof that they are they are approaching these games, you know, soundly uh and well prepared, if nothing else. Uh so yeah. Thanks, Jessica. Appreciate that. Um Star Through Hoops. What's going on, Star Through Hoops? Uh hey John, long time listener. Usually on the playback for the morning drive. Oh, okay, cool. Question. If we do make a trade, do you see Tibbs inserting the player in his very tight rotation? This is a great question. Um, it's a really great question. And the question is contingent. Let me let me take a step back. I don't believe we're going to have another camp situation. Which was... Weird at the time and indicative of some very real issues going on behind the scenes and lack of communication and lack of just basic functionality as an organization. I do not believe we will have another situation like that. If they trade for someone and it's a, a player who ostensibly should be playing rotation minutes, he will play rotation minutes. Um at least initially, and then maybe if the player is terrible, that changes, but he will play rotation minutes initially. The two big questions are, do they divert from a 9 rotation? Or do is there someone currently in the 9 rotation who either goes out in the trade or gets goes back to the bench? It is impossible to answer this question right now without knowing what the trade is because, like, again, for instance, none of us want to see Obi Toppin go and none of us want to see Emmanuel quickly go. Um, but, like, are there scenarios where I could envision a trade where one of those two players goes out for a player that is is more of a win-now piece? Of course, there are scenarios I could envision. I, I don't care to go through them at the moment, but like, is it possible? Yeah, that's possible. So that would allow them to keep the nightmare rotation and um and 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 make a trade. I actually think that's more likely than them going to a 10 man. I would put the I would put them going to a 10 man rotation as the least likely scenario because I just feel like a nine man is working for them. I feel like it's what Tibbs wants to do. I feel like, again, I've said this before. I feel like it was what every coach prefers to do. But I think the most likely scenario, and if I had to, if I had to bet right now, I would, man, it would be close as to whether I would bet on what I'm about to say, or I would bet on them making no trade that influences the rotation or just no trade at all. It would be, they make a trade and deuce goes out of the rotation. That would be what I think would be the most likely scenario. They stick with the nine man. Deuce becomes situational again. And maybe he gets, you know, spot minutes here or there. Um, but that would be my guess. And I think that would be not the team saying we don't believe in Deuce McBride anymore. It would be an acknowledgement that, like, you know, we're going to try to win playoff games this year, make the playoffs and then win playoff games. We get there and we. Are we don't feel confident going into playoff games with a player on the roster who we're we're not confident can contribute in any meaningful way on the offensive end? Now, is would that be correct of them to assume that? I, I don't I don't know. I, 
he hit a three tonight. He hit a three in the last game. Like he's he's been knocking down threes, and that maybe that's all he does, and maybe that's enough. But again, I'm going through a lot of stuff here. But if you if you ask me my opinion on on that question, that that would be my answer. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Jonathan, what's going on, Jonathan Chaverez? Thank you for um, a very generous contribution. I'm the only person that thinks trading Randall. I'm the only person that thinks trading Randall is silly. No star plays defense. Um, that's not quite true, but most of them don't play great defense every possession. That's for sure. Or is consistently around the basket like him. Who would we get that is a good all around player that we wouldn't complain about because it's no defense. I mean, I think the like, okay, if we agree that you're only trading Randall for a star or in a star trade, who are you trading him for? I think that's a valid conversation because there, there is no obvious trade right now. And that's why, again, I, I th- this team is going to look to make a trade at some point. We know this team is going to look to make a trade right now because they're, or at some point, because they can't win a championship as currently constituted. They're not good enough. They don't, they don't have that extra gear. They don't have that guy. They need that guy. I think it's going to be either Randall or RJ to go out in that deal. Probably. Although, although that's not even a guarantee because again, who's to say there isn't the right star that comes along and it, it costs them every pick, every swap, you know, maybe a Grimes or an IQ, you know, depending on the position that player plays, maybe a Mitch. Um, and then salary flotsam, which gets tougher once Derrick Rose becomes expiring, but Derrick Rose doesn't also need to become expiring. They could they could pick up the last year if it if it comes to that. And they would presumably know they would need to do that before making such a a trade, unless that trade went down at the draft. Um but that would require the team acquiring Rose to to fully guarantee his contract next year. I'm going off on a tangent. Um you're not nuts. You're not nuts at all. But I also like for as good as Randall is, he's not in the echelon of star offensive players that, you know, I think you need to have on your team to win a title is is what I would say. Um, so how do you get that guy? That's the question. That's, that's the question. Thank you for that. That was really thoughtful and a good, a good thought. Um, Busy, what's going on, Busy? Thank you again. Incredibly generous as always from you. Um, I noticed something about Grimes tonight. He ran off of a Julius Randle screen, handoff, super hard, and pulled up for a three. I'm wondering if he wouldn't benefit from more Reggie Miller-like plays, which changed the offense up um, for a change. Yeah, I'm I'm all for getting. I mean, um, what I don't know the exact number of shots he took tonight, but whatever it is, it's too few. Grimes took eight shots in 37 minutes. He took five from three, five from behind the arc. Like I, I've said it, Quentin Grimes needs to shoot eight, eight threes a game, at least. So if they cannot figure out a way to get him eight threes a game, I agree with you. Something is wrong. They need to do a better job of that. And maybe some of that tonight was 
Julius Randle settling for more threes than we probably would have liked him to. He took eight threes. He wasn't really hitting them. Some of those shots I didn't didn't love. But then again, I sung his praises today. He's hitting a lot of them. He's hitting thirty six percent for the last like five weeks and change. So you know, wh- where do you draw the line between when? And I'm not putting all the blame on him. There are other offensive. There are other reasons why Quentin Grimes didn't get more shots, but like. Yeah, he needs to shoot more and designing more plays like that. Absolutely. It's very valid. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100, or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. What's going on, Knicks fans? This new year, you've got goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week, prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 35 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something 
something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36 plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. In just two minutes, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan plus veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, there really is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Don't hesitate. Head to factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. Greg Film Stuff. What's going on, Greg? Thank you. You're incredible here. Randall's been great, but he looks tired. Completely agree. Uh, we need RJ back. Yes. Is it safe to say that the bad jewels is gone? Um, I'll answer that in a second. I think he's turned the corner with his decision making. What star wing would you put on New York to take us to the next level? I say Devin Booker. But you got a lot in that question, man. Um, Randall tonight, uh, three assists, five turnovers. So this was by far his worst assist turnover game in a little while. Um, I didn't mind his decision making tonight. To me, this is one of those where if you watch the game, I, I if anything, the only the biggest egregious one that comes to mind is there was a moment where. I think he had a a shot under the basket and he pump faked a couple once or twice and then tried to pass it off to Sims. And I think it got deflected out of bounds. And we said on the playback, like, just go up hard with that, you know, um, as my wife emerges from her slumber. Um, as far as what star wing would you put um, on New York to take us to the next level? I mean, there's a lot of star wings that I would put on New York to take us to the next level. Um, I think if you are asking me about to, to take into consideration, like how realistic it such a move, like, you know, again, we're for, you're asking me to forecast like a year or two years into the future. What stars might ask out, what teams might be amenable to training their stars. Um, but also like my ideal guy. Um, Hold on, I don't want to take too long on this, but I, I do want to give this a thoughtful response. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell would look pretty good here. How about that? He's a free agent in three years. Um, but no, that that but that's not ideal actually, because you know, I you know, you, you're dealing with the small backcourt. Booker it's a little bit more size, right? So Booker is more ideal than than Mitchell. I I would agree with that. Although I don't know, I. I think at this point I might prefer Mitchell as a player, even if I think I might prefer Booker as a fit. Um, Booker's also just perpetually underrated. Um, that's, I mean, that's the obvious one. I don't really have another. I don't really have another obvious one. I think looking at guys who, who, you know, you might have a chance at. 
I mean, you probably look at in, in, in wings in particular. Probably looking at, at Booker. I mean, I like Jalen Brown. I don't love Jalen Brown. Like the notion that Jalen Brown's the missing piece for this team. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Jason Tatum, on the other hand, <laughs> that might be nice. Uh, Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? Uh, Andrew, I factored in Grayson into my hittable face calculations. I, I think he had a great, a great comment there with the Zach Collins one. It's a good job by you. Robert Cross, is it fair and reasonable to say that RJ is going to come back real strong? If so, will the Knicks win 50 games? My God, you're actually going to make up, make me look up what it would take for them to win 50 games. All right, the Knicks are 21 and 18, so to win 50 games, they would need to go uh, 29 and 14. <laughs> uh, no, Robert, the Knicks are not going to go 29 and 14. Um yeah, I think he's going to come back strong, but like, I don't know how. <laughs> how <laughs> Andrew texts me, they're going to go nine and zero in their next nine. Um, if you know, you know. I don't know. Is there going to you know? Does he need to get used to shooting again with a giant scar on his hand? I I, I don't know. I, but I, other than that, I expect him to be fine. Um, thanks, Robert. Brian Benjamin, what's going on, Brian? If Anthony Weiner can run for office twice, then can we let Julius back in our hearts and minds in New York? He's turning into the guy. Um, I hope. I'm 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 back on him. I didn't think I ever would be. Just being honest. I didn't think I'd ever be back on him. I'm back. Good job by him. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. Great to have Bungie explain drop coverage on playback. I didn't need it, but the others did. <laughs> Hashtag 53 wins. <laughs> uh, Benji, I got to give a shout out. Benji on playback. And thank you, as always, for all of the generous contributions, Robert. Um, having Benji be able to watch live games with is such a pleasure. He's a better analyst than anybody analyzing NBA games for a living. And we get him to do the playback with us and for pods. So, yeah, shout out to Benji. Um, Kevin with another one. Uh, fire tips. <laughs> Hate playing the youngest rotation in the NBA and getting into a six seed. Hate the way he's developed Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes on defense. Bring Rambis back. <laughs> Kevin's being a little facetious there, and I don't mind it one bit. Um, Haitian Ferg, what's higher, Randall's floor or Obi's ceiling? That's a great question. I don't know, man. Um, we saw Randall's. If is Randall's floor what we saw last year? If so, I think it's Obi's ceiling. Or do we? Or, but do we? This is basically asking like, do we really believe Randall has truly turned a corner, and that as long as he's playing with a point guard like Jalen Brunson? He has elevated his floor to the degree where, you know, he's like, you know, he's he's going to perpetually be like a top 30, 35 guy now from here on in. I, you know, I, man, um, you know, you're also factoring in. Oh, that's a great question, Haitian. I got to tell you. Because you're also talking about Obi's ceiling, and like I, I, I've said it, I don't think Obi's ever going to be like a creation guy. But right role, right offense, right supporting pieces, 
right coach? I mean, that dude could be just a devastating force. Um, I, I, oh man, I actually think I'm going to go OB ceiling. It's it might be, might seem nuts, but that's where I'm going to go. Um, rest of your comment. We're in year three of this, and to Randall's credit, he's made things difficult again. Yeah. Yeah. I love Obi and I love how Julius is playing right now. It's tough to move either. Yeah, it, it's it's just it, they drafted the kid. They thought they were drafting him into one situation. They ended up drafting him into a completely different situation. And here we are. It's just tough. It's it's not ideal. Um overratedness. Hello, John. I haven't been able to keep up with the Knicks as much this season. Um, it's great to hear from you, though. Um, I missed you. Uh, you were here a lot last year. Uh, hello from Spain. Uh, I like this version of the team, but about the depth, is the lack of depth solvable under Tibbs? Yeah, of course it's solvable under Tibbs. He's, again, he Tibbs plays guys he trusts. It's that simple. And there's no one that's out of the rotation right now that I look at it and be like, oh, Tibbs should be trusting that player more. I, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's what Jeff Van Gundy says. Anytime he ever goes on a pod or oftentimes when he's on a broadcast, what's your talent? What talent do you have on your roster? Like, it's very clear they have some very real talent on this roster, including within some of the young players. And then with some other guys, it's not as clear. So, yeah, you know, you get more talent, getting guys healthy. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Uh, busy with another one. Uh, Brunson's impact between the ears has been big for Julius Randle. Completely agree. B- massive, massive impact. Totally. Uh, how many times in the past has Randle been self-aware enough to critique himself to the media? It's not only that. He and he did do that, and good job by him um, for doing that. It's which is it's also easier to do after a win, if we're being fair. But like, with the exception of the couple of times where they the Spurs made sure that the ball was not going to end up in Jalen Brunson's hands, this was another game where Julius Randle, I think, for the most part, deferred to Brunson down the stretch. Now, did Julius Randle take a couple shots? Maybe not so great shots. Missed a pass or two. Yes, but like whenever Brunson got the chance to run the offense down the stretch, he did. And Julius Randle was like setting screens for him, getting switches for him. Like that's a sign of maturity as well. So, um, and you know what the funny thing is? I bet he wouldn't look at it in that way. He would just look at it as like, well, you just, you got me a guy I could run with now. And maybe he's not wrong. Maybe he's not wrong. EB, what's going on, EB? Thanks for the generous contribution. Uh, we won, but it feels like a, bo- a a loss to beat this tank team by three. Yeah, I'll disagree there. Um, in this NBA season, like, here's the thing. You, you know why I disagree? Because I'm looking at the standings. And I am seeing Orlando, 14 wins. Charlotte, 10 wins. Detroit, 10 wins. Houston, 10 wins. San Antonio, 12 wins. I don't really want to put Oklahoma City in this category because they have one of the best players in the game. But like, that's, I just rattled off 56 wins. All of those 56 wins did not come against the other five teams or the other four teams, I guess, in that group. 
there's a all of those tanking teams have at least one and I'm pretty sure have multiple wins against good teams. And I'm not talking about good teams like missing good players, like just good solid wins against good solid NBA teams. You do not feel bad when you get a win in the NBA this year, you know, um, against anybody. Not yet, at least. Requiem Gaming with another one. Thank you, Alex. I can't let us end the stream without a cam comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, hope, I hope they find him a home. That's all. Uh, Danny Gardner with another one. I keep seeing people say this felt like a loss. It is hard to win NBA games. Thank you. The Celtics lost by 35 to Oklahoma City without SGA. Thank you. <laughs> I, I go. You want to have? You want to feel good about your life choices? Go look on Celtics Twitter the last 24 hours. Some of the complaints that they're making about their coach, who's like a legitimate coach of the year candidate right now, and their second best player, who's going to make an All Star team. <laughs> go look at some of that shit. Uh, anyway. You're not going to have it every night. Take the wins when they come, especially for the Knicks. Like, like if we watched a Nick team that went out there and they just didn't give a shit and they dogged it and they like, or like there was like some of the crazy, really infuriating tip stuff from earlier in the year with like the lack of adjustments and like, you know, just complete confusion on defense. Um, I would say like just bad offensive process, but we really haven't seen bad offensive process all year to be fair, but like any of those sorts of things, I'd be like, okay, fine. Like the, the team, they played pretty well. The Knicks didn't play that well. They didn't execute that well, but they like that. That does happen. Thank you, Danny. I really appreciate this comment. I was, I appreciate all your comments. Um, Alex with one more Jalen Brunson for speaker of the house. <laughs> I'll leave that. That's a good one, Alex. Thank you. Haitian Ferg, uh, responding to Jessica. I will personally find Tibbs a weed guy. We have, we have gone. We, I feel like Bill Simmons. Yep. These are my, these are my listeners. Um, he's not perfect at all, but the best coach we've had since Mike Woodson. He's my coach hater to love it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it would it would be so typical of me to end the pod by singing Tibbs praises. He is. I let's just take it segment by segment. Is he perfect? No, I agree with you there. Um, is he the best coach they've had since Woodson? I don't think there's any really any argument about that that he's the best coach they've had since Woodson. And I would argue that. There's a nice discussion to be had about who's a better coach, him or Woodson. And I think there's another argument to be had about whether he, him or Woodson, if there's anybody else who's in their category. Um, going back to Van Gundy. And that includes Mike D'Antoni, who's a hell of an NBA coach. And this situation was not great for him. But it's funny. And this is the thing I always go back to. It's funny how many good coaches the Knicks just so happen to be a bad situation for. It is so funny about that. How that 
seems to happen. Not this guy, go. Uh, SB Gorilla, what's going on, SB? Uh, Damien, how are you? John, you have to agree with me on this. I truly believe it's time to play Sims over Isaiah Hardenstein. At this point, Sims is giving us more. What do you think? We should get decent value for iHeart. Oh, man. Um, I don't know if this is the sort of hill that I'm willing to die on, but like, because like, yes, I agree with you. Sims on balance has looked better. I think he's a better fit for what they do on both ends of the floor. Hardenstein is not a good fit for what they do at both ends of the floor. I, mm, man. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree, but at the same time, and you could say this is just because like (laughs) I'm old (laughs) and I'm tired and I really need to choose my battles wisely now. This doesn't feel like the thing, the type of thing where if Sims goes out of the rotation and Hartenstein is still in there, that at least initially, I'm I'm probably not going to get on here and rant and rave about it. Now, if Hartenstein plays poorly and they're like it contributes to them losing games, that may change. But I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's if I'm impassioned enough to go crazy about it right now. Um, if I'm just being frank, but I don't disagree at all with what you're saying. And I'd be very curious to see if they get something for him. I, I don't I mean, I don't think they're getting anything more than the second round pick if they just move a salary. You know, we'll see. Um, Sean Harris, what's going on, Sean? Hart can go package him with the non-rotation guys and picks for a star wing. Easier said than done, my man. For the bench, DeRozan. And then he plays the whole fourth. The bench is as good as the starters. Yeah, I don't know if you're getting that guy who made the All-NBA second team like last year to come here and happily come off the bench. I don't know about that one. I'm also not sure I'm giving up a whole bunch of picks for a guy who is... Um, I don't know how old DeMar DeRozan is, but he's he's old and uh, he's uh, going to be eligible for an extension very soon. And he's going to want to make some money into his late 30s. Don't think that's where I'm at right now. Thank you, Sean, though. I appreciate that. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time. John, what's the highest point you think this team may achieve this year? Hashtag 53 wins. What will be the highest point? Um, oh, this is oh, this is a good way to put me on the spot. Um, eh, fuck it. Uh, I think they'll win a home playoff game. Not play-in game. They may have to win a play-in game to get to a home playoff game. I think they will win a home playoff game. There you go. Some, something, by the way, they have done twice since 2013. Uh, Sean Ford, John Collins, dark horse in the hittable face race. <laughs> it, it does have kind of a hittable face. I'm going to I'm gonna have to do some rankings. Uh, not nearly as good as Zach Collins or, or Grayson Allen, though. Those are elite. Elite, elite. All righty. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Please follow Nick's Film School on social media, on all of your social media things. Uh, at Nick Film School, S K O O L, of course. Um, we uh, have a pod uh, coming out for when? 
for Friday, but it's I think we're going to be doing a little something different. So stay tuned for that. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying a little something different. Good, man. Okay. Not my first rodeo. And yet, sometimes you reveal stuff <laughs> without realizing that you reveal stuff. So. Anyway... Uh yeah, and then uh, of course I'll be back for the post game on Friday, and uh, yeah, shout out again to the Patreon pod that me and Benji are going to record tomorrow. That should be fun. So if you're not subscribed to the KFS Patron, seven dollars a month gets you a bonus podcast um, every week. So you know it's like it's a cup of coffee. You could you could you could do better than a cup of coffee, right? I think you get more out of that what you would have spent on the cup of coffee with us than you would at the cup of coffee. There's some fancy schmancy coffee place down the block, literally down the block from us, that has some kind of like, I don't know, it's like a maple some sh- something or other latte. It is mm-hmm. very good and it does cost like, I don't know if it's $7, it's like 5 and change or 6 Mm-hmm. Well, Starbucks, I believe of Oh, Venti Frat is oh, Venti Grande is like seven bucks right now. Yeah, that's someone who like that's our that's our go to is like a quick cup. Of, let's grab a quick Starbucks and then you know we're good for the I, night. You know, I have not allowed myself to have a Frappuccino since I believe I was in high school. Ah, uh, okay. Because I, I, I just can't justify it. Yeah, I'm I'm a Grande White Mocha guy. That's that's me. That's a pretty good. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've we've now gotten into a far too extensive coffee discussion. Love Thank it. you, everybody, for watching. Uh, we'll be back with more fun and games very soon. Peace out. Pizza pasta discussion, I guess. Although the pasta discussion was good because that lasted like the entire back half. I, of the- I prefer the coffee discussion to the pasta discussion. Uh, to each his own. Bye, everybody. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.